back to a Dose of Magic podcast, the podcast where we're talking about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brad. And we are back with a wonderful special guest this week. We have Tammy Tucky with us. Tammy is a new friend of ours who reached out through Instagram after we, Tammy and I, actually worked for a mutual company. And some of the workers said, oh, you know, you're a Disney fan. We used to have a coworker, Ryan, who is a huge Disney fan, and he has this podcast. And they reached out, and Tammy found us on Instagram and connected, and kind of a small world moment. So we we wanted to connect and talk about you know her love for Disney, things that she does as well on the side, and the goals that she's going for in the Disney creator community. So I'm really excited to share some more about that. She is a cover singer artist for Disney songs, and a successful one at that. She's had a past album out recently that has had some success, and she's currently going for a second one. So I will let her share a little bit more about that one. Tammy, thanks for joining us. Hey there, Ryan. Hey, Brett. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, my, my first album was um, You'll Find Me on Main Street. Um, so for me, personally, as like a kid, I grew up listening to Disney music all the time. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do a cover album, I should do something that really hasn't been done. So I did like a niche Walt Disney World theme song. So it's not just like Let It Go, A Whole New World, you know, <laughs> yeah, Colors yeah. of the Wind. It's actually songs from the theme park. So I chose seven songs to to perform. I, I did a medley of Tomorrow's Child from Spaceship Earth and Horizons, New Horizons. I did a medley of that. I, I covered the song Two Brothers from the American Adventure. And I actually brought back the original singer from the 1982 version, Ali Omo. And we did a duet of it, which was really, really fun. So cool. And uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. That's awesome. So, it's been five years since I, I did the first album and I, I that's the most asked question I get is when's the next one? So I was like, okay, well, let's see if we can put something together. So I decided to do like an Indiegogo campaign. It's like an all or nothing and it ends on July 10th. So we're looking to hit a specific goal where we're almost halfway to that goal. And so I'm hoping, crossing my fingers that, you know, we'll, we'll get to that that point because what I'd like to do is not just do seven songs, do 10 songs. Um, one of them would be an original piece that I would write because I also write. Oh, nice. And uh, and yeah, and will then it be bring Disney back- themed? A Disney themed yes. original? It will be all Walt Disney World themed songs and uh, and Disney Park songs too. Yeah. So we're going to kind of like incorporate wow. that. So it will be another album of that. I have my list already. I just have to get it approved by Disney because you need to run everything by them. So, uh, yeah, so we're, I'm hoping we hit the goal because if we don't, we, we don't move on with the album. If we do, we do move forward. And the hope is to have it released by next April, 2023. Sure. So, yeah. So if you want to, if, if you would like to find out more and how to donate, you know, anything is very welcomed, you know, it could be $5 to whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, it's at Indiegogo.com. You could type my name in, in the search bar, Tammy Tucky, or you could go to my website at TammyTucky.com. And it, the trailer is actually on the front page and there's like a little button on the bottom that says donate and uh, anything is much appreciated. And when you donate, you do receive information. You do receive like a, a perk in return. So like, let's say you donate $20, you will receive a digital copy of the album once it releases next April. Or if you wanted to donate $100, you get a t-shirt, a poster, um, the digital copy of the al album, and you get a, a physical copy of the album. We're going to do a physical mm, version nice. of the album wow. this time. <laughs> 
Awesome. There you go. I so, have a ton of questions yes. that are following up from all Go ahead. Yes, I love them. That is <laughs> super cool. I've never, I don't think Brett has either. We've never met, or at least definitely not on the show, had anybody who's done Disney cover albums and, you know, really covered them. My, my initial question is, how do you choose the songs that are on the album? Because as you mentioned, there are yeah. so many Disney songs, right? Everybody's first thought are, are the movies, but I think it's really cool that you actually choose songs from the parks. And as a mm-hmm. podcast that talks about all things Walt Disney World park related, <laughs> it is really See? cool to, to talk to you and you know pick your brain about which songs make the cut. And I think mm-hmm. as those you know longtime park fans, as you listen, you'll be like, oh yeah, I, I recognize that song. I just didn't know where I recognized it from. Right. So yeah. how do you choose which songs are going to definitely make it on this next album? So the, for the first album, I pick songs that that really I remember as a kid, you know, uh, Strangers Like Me from Tarzan Rocks when that was at Animal I Kingdom, the rock concert. One. And I loved your cover of it, by the way, which hit Thank you. the one video hit 1.3 million views. I know. YouTube. Isn't that crazy? I could not believe that. I had to like double take at the view count. I was like, what? That's yeah, my so Jessica awesome. Rabbit song has uh, is almost at eight million. It's it's oh it's wild because well, people think it's the real thing. Awesome. They think it's the. I'm like, how do you think it's the original? But I guess I did a darn good job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's a total compliment to you. I mean, that is so so awesome. But Seriously. yes, keep going. That that's a great song. Yeah, so so I I pick songs that I I I really really stuck out for me as a kid. And um and then for this album, I kind of wanted to I I did about like a week's worth of research just into every single attraction I could think of, because I do want to cover other songs that people might like, maybe that I don't, maybe that I didn't listen to as often. Um, so I was, I was delving into what was there, but also here's the problem. The song has to have been officially released either, um, through album or digitally by Disney first. So some of these songs that we do love have never been officially released. Although a lot of people maybe have, you know, posted bootlegs on YouTube and we find a way to put them on our iPhone or whatever like that. But for this specifically, it's a little bit harder because when you want to hit some of those niche songs, like let's say for instance, I wanted to do something from Sunny Eclipse, you know, that's a 20 minute show with about like, you know, seven songs, but not all of them have been officially released. That's going to be a problem, right? So I have to keep that in mind, but then I also want to make sure I'm incorporating different types of medleys because some people like certain songs and maybe I might hear something that would be like, okay, this might mesh into something that would be different and interesting. And then you want to have a different spin on it. You don't want to just sing the song as if you are Sally Stevens who sang Tomorrow's Child. You don't want to just sing it like her. You want to put your own spin on it. So it's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, she's copying, you know, copycat. (laughs) (laughs) So those are like all the three factors that run through my head when I'm picking a list and and also having fun with it because, you know what I mean? You don't want to choose something you're like, I don't think this is going to end well. (laughs) Yes, of course. Now, how close of a contact do you have to with a Disney individual to get these like ideas approved or do you just submit through like a database and they're like yes or no do you not talk to a person or do you physically talk to a person 
Yeah, for my first album, I had a gentleman who I worked with who worked at the Disney Record Company. And uh, right now I have a different individual who I'm in contact with. And, and we email back and forth um, because you have to get the songs approved, the album name, the album cover, the what it, what it looks like. It Pretty much the whole thing has to be cleared by them, obviously. And, and for good reason, you know what I mean? Um, but I know I think they know that I'm not somebody who's going <laughs> to... I'm not trying <laughs> to tarnish the brand. My first yeah. album it did pretty well considering, you know... Um, um, and uh, I think they were kind of questioning why these specific songs, but you know, that's okay. I, I think it's, you know, I don't think a lot of people have, rec you know, recorded different songs like Tomorrow's Child or New Horizons. I haven't seen any of that. So I kind of like to go for that too, because, you know, people will appreciate it who are true Disney fans, Disney park fans. <laughs> Definitely. Sure. Are you able to share with us the new track list or are you keeping that? A little bit of an announcement, a little bit of a I secret. haven't gotten approved yet, so I don't mm. want to shoot myself in the foot sure. and get in trouble. <laughs> Although Fair I would enough. love to, I would love <laughs> to kind of be like, oh, it might be this, it might be this. It, it is, I, I feel like if we do hit the goal with the Indiegogo campaign and I can give that information to Disney, I think they might kind of fast track being able to approve of the list, so that would be great. So Yeah, can you sure. just nod or give a gesture if Happily ever after is one of them. I could tell you no. I oh, I, I was okay, I was okay. I, I did okay. pick I did pick something that was newer. Yeah. Um. But a lot of the stuff I have in my mind that I'd like to do is from you know original material from when the parks opened sure. and uh, maybe within the past like 10, 15 years. But the reason I wasn't going to do that is because. My my song that I will write will probably be kind of based as if it's a fireworks closing song. Mm. So why would I do Happily Ever After or Wishes or anything like that when I'm doing something that's kind of similar to that, if you, yeah. if you get what I mean. Sure. So totally. that was like my note notation, although I do love that song. It's beautiful. So yeah, so one of my favorites of recent <laughs> years. Do you have to... When you submit like your song list to Disney, do you have to explain what you're going to do in that song that will like differentiate it from their original so it's not directly a copyright? Or do you just say, like, I want to sing this song in some form or fashion? Yes. Am I allowed to? Yeah, that, that's basically it. It's, it's, uh, has the song been officially released as where I can get the rights to release it because I have to do this whole, it's again, I'm doing this all by myself, by, by myself. I produce it, I record it, I do everything, but, um, the process of submitting the song after you record it and everything, it has to be in an archive with ASCAP and also it's so technical, but, um, yeah. that's kind of the, the, the draw and it has to be in an archive, which meaning, meaning it has to have been recorded or, officially um set by disney that can be you know covered so that's kind of how it works it's it's mm -hmm. it sounds complicated and it is <laughs> <laughs> i learned the first time yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not just them. Really it's, nice. you know, it's other movie studios too. It's not, you know, because when you're, you're, you're just looking for a list. So I'm just looking for a list of songs, but then I will say the, the when I did strangers like me, I did get permission because I said, I want to do it as if I'm Jane, as opposed to Tarzan. So I, ch I, I asked them if I could change the, she to he in the mm. song. And they said, yes. So there, there's, a, there's a, an example of when you can get approval to do something a little change. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> now, you mentioned a deadline coming up in mid-July here. Is that a personal deadline, like an all-or-nothing deadline, or is that driven by a licensing or a deal or something like that? 
it, it's um it's how indiegogo works you could do two type of things you could just do a campaign that can last forever um or you could do an all or nothing campaign so mm -hmm. i chose the all or nothing campaign because you know i'm not going to be I would not like to sit on, you know, a lot of people who send in money and we can't get the we can't get the full funds to complete the album. It's not fair to them. Yeah. So I'd rather do something where it's like all or nothing um, and and, and you know, really put heart and soul into it. And then, you know, once we hit that goal, if we do hit that goal, the people who are all have been donating uh, can still donate more if they'd like or anybody who finds out more can donate to it. And then I'll be offering campaign updates. So I'll be covering everything. When I go to the recording studio, um, the process, I want to make like a documentary about how I made this whole entire thing awesome. by myself so people can see like the That's difficulty, so cool. but also the fun of it. So. Absolutely. Now, you don't have to like, do you live close to the Disney parks? And if so, do you go to the actual parks to like listen for music? Yeah. What's or your do market you research only... like? Yeah. Yeah. What's your market research? Like? Good question. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I live in Philly. I live outside of Philly okay. and I was just there in April for an event where I actually, I got to sing one of the songs that I covered on my first album with the songwriter himself, George Wilkins, who's 88 years old. He's oh an amazing gosh. man. Wow. Just has done a lot of Disney songs. He did songs for, a tiki room under new management and um carousel of progress he's done a lot and so um i was just there and it's really cool you get to walk into the park and hear some of the material but but um even like for new horizons and tomorrow's child specifically i only remember hearing that on my cassette tape when i was a kid because mm -hmm. i never was in the parks when that version or that ride mm -hmm. was open so um that was for that specifically um when I'm walking around, I, I just like actually love the background loops, like the, you know, you know, ambiance yes, music. Yeah. So I love, you know, anything with interventions or the world showcase. But actually, no, I really I didn't get to go. One of the songs is in Animal Kingdom and I didn't get to kind of go over there to hear it. And um, I kind of kicked myself. <laughs> I didn't go this past <laughs> April just to like go there and listen. Um, but I, I love listening to the songs over and over on repeat. And then I want to figure out how to like, how do I change it? Because you can't change perfection, but there have been so many different covers. If you've heard over the years from various artists that really elevate the original song or just take it in a different direction or a different tone than mm -hmm. what you would think, you know what I mean? Right. You can make like a, let it go into a very dark villain version of the song. Right. And, and I love that. I love changing the attitude on it. So yeah. it'll be difficult, but I'm, I'm so ready. Be got to be a bit intimidating too, taking these well-known songs and songs that people grew up listening to and, and giving your own twist to it and having the confidence to make it sound different. You know what I mean? That's definitely got to be a challenge and a little mental hurdle of like, wow, you know, I want to live up to this. And it seems yeah. like you did with Strangers <laughs> Like Me because that yeah. count doesn't lie. And it was, it was an awesome, <laughs> awesome version. I just love the harmonies like towards the end. I'm like, even just me listening to it and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I, and I came up with those harmonies. I actually asked the um, 
when I was at the studio, I asked the dead gentleman who was recording me, I said, hey, I have something that literally just popped in my head. Can I layer this with several different harmonies? Because I'm just hearing it in my head and I really want to sing it. And he's like, let's do it, you know? And and then we played it and was it worked, you know what I mean? And that yeah. was just in studio because I yeah. rehearse like crazy before you go in because the recording studio time is very costly and you want to <laughs> go in and you want to do it and you want to do it right and get it right. Um, so uh, being able to kind of do that on the fly was a lot of fun. I, I, I was so happy with how it sounded. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Now, when you are like thinking of a new album, is it like you said it's been five years since you released your first one? Has mm-hmm. it been a five year process to get to this next one or has it been like an on off like side like pick it up whenever you have like the motivation to or is this like a dream like I'm doing this five years in the making? It, it's the, it's yeah. it was something where I was like, okay, let's just see how the first album goes. And and it was like a long process to even break even on that because most of the funds were coming from myself. I did do a GoFundMe. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was really hard and I really kind of broke even maybe two years ago on that specific album, but with the reoccurring of Spotify putting your put now putting my songs on Disney Spotify list that people listen to incessantly and I get more notifications I get more emails about it I'm like well I I always wanted to do a follow-up album and I I, I know what I'd love to do and it kind of didn't like really push forward until you know probably January and I was like you know let, let's let's give it a shot it's been five years maybe we can make it happen and and see if this can be a bigger project and I'm ready for a new challenge and give it a shot. So that's kind of how it came. Awesome. So, so cool. Do you have the title for your next one and, or are you ready to announce? I do, but I can't, I have to get it approved, (laughs) (laughs) but I do. (laughs) I'm itching. It is an an Epcot theme title. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good little hint. As a reminder for everybody, the first one was called You'll Find Me on Main Street. And so that's a Magic Kingdom theme. So this next one is going to be Epcot theme, which is very cool. We, yes. uh, we're very curious what that one may be. <laughs> yes. That is mm. so, so awesome. Now it shall you... be announced, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> shall be announced if we can hit a goal. Now, do you have any aspirations to go inside the Disney tent and, and be a singer or an artist within the Disney world? Have you ever had aspirations to join Disney uh, as a performer? Always. As a little kid, I was so, I was like, these guys are amazing at what they do. Voyager the Little Mermaid is my favorite. I know that by heart. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And uh, I always wanted to be in Carousel Progress, just, you know, going on stage and moving (laughs) around like an AA. Um, uh, But no, I I really, I, I, that always drew me was the cast members and how they performed. They were fantastic. And, and as you guys know, hoop dee doo review just came back. So mm-hmm. that's a classic. We so always awesome. have to go every, you know, once every three or four years. And I always wanted to be in that show. Always, always, always. I always wanted to be Flora, the one who's in the yellow gown. Um, <laughs> Cause I can't do Claire because she has to do a cartwheel and I can't do that. So can't be the purple one. So Flora is always who I wanted to be, but I think they would probably cast me as dolly um because i'm loud so <laughs> which i don't mind because you get six Fair bits enough. and six bits is the best so yeah <laughs> so yeah so i always wanted to do it and but i think it's harder now because of covid you know they i, I 
it was reported online and I'm sure everybody knew about it, that there were a lot of entertainment layoffs and they're just slowly bringing everybody back. And I'm just happy to see everybody come back. I don't think that that would be my journey anymore, but I would always pick up and say, I'll do the hoop de do whenever you want me to. <laughs> just call, call me. do review weekend. Yes. Yes. That would be <laughs> really cool. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever perform live anywhere or are you strictly just album and YouTube? Good yeah, I, I do musical theater in my community and and plays. So I've done that for a while. Um, I I perform for senior living homes a lot too because I love Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand and Debbie Reynolds. So you know I have like the sound as well with that. So I perform there. I I perform for different cabarets, and then I did a live show, a live concert for the first time at a park in September of last year, which was such a fun time. And, cool. and there are some songs on YouTube if you want to check them out um, uh, that I performed and had done there too. It was so much fun. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is very cool. Is that a goal of yours as well to keep doing some more of those? Are you looking for opportunity there? Oh, that would be the dream to just go around and tour. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be so happy. Tour. Like, yeah, I want to, I want to perform at the man center. Like that would be the pinnacle <laughs> of coolness. <laughs> Outdoor, huge, ten thousand seater. It would be amazing because I go there all the time for the uh, for the movie concerts when they when they they're doing the movies. So the next one mm-hmm. I'm hopefully going to go to is The Godfather, Ooh. uh, The Godfather Ooh. Live, which will be so cool. And for those who don't know about the man, they do these they do these wonderful concerts where they show a movie and they perform all the music live. So I was lucky enough to see all three Lord of the Rings live with a forty person choir and all this full. It was amazing. Wow. It was just wow. one of the most amazing experiences. So they're doing Harry, Harry Potter, Potter right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they're starting over, at, and which was drove me nuts because we were already at number five. Mm-hmm. And we were just about to start number five when COVID happened. And now they're starting all over again. Mm. And I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, Do you, go ahead, Brett. I like go for it. All right. No, I was just going to say, um, is there like – I know we haven't gotten to like two. How do you decide like what your next songs are? Like how many are on this current list that like you had to like next for this album and say like, okay, maybe we'll wait again. I had, I had about a 23 list, 23 numbers wow. of songs that I, I was like, okay, I think I can do these. And I had some backup ones just in case, if there's a specific song that I can't do because of licensing. So I have 10 songs that I want. And then I have three extra just in case something doesn't go right with certain songs that might not be able to be covered just in case. So So you submit a list of like 15 and then from that list, whatever gets approved. I, no, I submit my my original list. I don't want to. I don't want to pull out my my back pocket, my secret sure. weapon. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. submit the first ten and be like, okay, this is what I'd like to do. What do you think? Do you ha- Do you know if these these have been released? So, and then they have gotcha. to go and look. <laughs> I wish I could go process. Look. Is that a long process for them to check or get back to you? I I don't know. I you know I don't know. I feel like so much has been going on because of COVID. I feel like there are so many different departments that are just trying to scramble to catch up. So yeah. I don't know. I do hear back from them occasionally. So um you know just to keep in the loop. And I send them like if I find something saying yes this was released. This was released on a cassette. This was released on a computer game. You know what I mean? If I find that, mm-hmm. I send that information over to see if it can help. 
So um, I just sent over like a couple of like special like little websites or notes saying, hey, this is what I just found, you know, maybe like a week ago or something. So I'm hoping to hear good things back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, of course. Thank you. (laughs) You have also mentioned that you've been able to sing with some of these original singers that sang to write the original songs, which is so cool. And how does that come about? Is that something that you drive and you reach out? Or do you have some connections that kind of bridge the gaps? How, how have you been able to do that? Those are cool opportunities. I, I'm just really, I really am a lucky person because I've been doing my podcast since I was 14. So I'm 26 wow. now. And yeah, I, I my first interview was with Helen Reddy about Pete's Dragon. And from there, I was like, this is just, you know, an amazing experience to be able to talk to these people about about projects that maybe they have never even talked about publicly. And a lot of them have not. So um, I was, I had known Ali Omo, the singer of two brothers for a few years now. And I just called her up and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this album and I'd really love to give two brothers another go. And there was a verse that was cut from the original song. I think we should add it back in. And I think we should make it a duet where it's like a mother and daughter singing, you know what I mean? Something like wow. that. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm all for it. And, um, and then I interviewed uh, a wonderful short film. If you have never seen it, John Henry, which was also made at the magic of Disney animation at Disney's MGM studios. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a short, beautiful, an eight minute, nine minute film about the folklore story of John Henry. And the music was created by this group called sounds of blackness who have, been I think this is their 40th year or 50th year I'm trying to remember they're they're celebrating a big landmark um it's a wonderful group of of these talented African-American singers and I asked them to do celebrate the future hand in hand which was a millennium celebration song for Epcot and that was just a huge amount of fun so (laughs) just a lot of fun and then I brought my friends in to do the country bear song the great outdoors you know and I mean some of these people have never really sung publicly before or (laughs) they've only done community theater and I was like well let's come in the studio and sing and then we'll shoot a music video and have fun it'd be a hoedown you know what I mean like it's it's not to be taken seriously so let's have fun so and that's how that happened and I got one of the original uh, gentleman who fiddled on the the great the great outdoors and the country bear jamboree he came back and he did uh, a solo which was amazing that's so so cool that's I so just, cool it's really it's really cool because you know you know people over the years and they know that you're not you know you're not about negativity because there are so many different individuals and maybe the Disney community that we might know who, who are, are not focused on the creative aspect of making things. And, and that's, that's all I'm about. You know what I mean? I love to hear these stories. (laughs) It's probably also so rewarding for those individuals who probably are not getting recognized for being the fiddle in the great outdoors. Like, yes, probably such a small part of their like professional career, but the fact that like you are bringing light to that, it's probably so rewarding for both them and also you. So I, yeah. that like bridging that gap and bringing back like original artists of like very, I would say unknown songs, but the songs that a lot of people don't, not your typical Disney song. Yes. It's probably like awesome for everybody involved. And and also the thing with that is like, we were talking off air about Atlantis, the lost empire, you know, because I I've known the, a lot of the cast and crew for maybe like six, seven years. And so I'd interviewed them all separately. And just this year and last year, we did two different reunions, you know, with the, with the brain trust and the crew and the cast um, about the film. And I, and I feel like they're getting more, you know, 
they're getting noticed more for the film sure. and they all felt, you know, like, well, nobody really seemed to care when yeah. we, <laughs> when we made it, you know what I mean? When it was released, you know, it did well, but it, it didn't have the lasting effect of a frozen. And right. so, but there is a group of us, uh, you know, not that small, but some of us didn't grow up with Lion King because that was not like technically ever. It was after we were, we were born after. Mm -hmm. So we have like that weird treasure planet, Emperor's new groove, Atlantis, Lilo and stitch section of time where I feel like Disney does not acknowledge. So it was just really cool to finally, after all these years of interviewing everybody separately, bringing them all together. And, you know, I wish we could do it physically in person, but you know, who knows? Time may tell. (laughs) Absolutely. You never know, but it's so cool that you, you do that and you reach out. And as Brett said, you give a spotlight to people who maybe missed out on it or, or didn't get as much recognition as they maybe hoped. Because when you get told or get looped into, you know, creating a Disney song. Yeah. Like you think you're the next frozen and you think you're the next moana right and and you think I, that yes. you're going to be in a hit song that everybody and their mother is going to sing and so it's really cool <laughs> yes. that you know, is it going to be a hit song <laughs> yeah or and not then becomes, and then it becomes the credit song yeah. and then yeah. like, ah. and then it becomes the the song as you're waiting in line for for a ride or, or something like yeah. that and where it's cut entirely because they exactly. redo yes. the whole film like the emperor's new groove like eartha kit had a song as yzma which is outrageously amazing and it's a great villain song and i'm like i wish they would officially physically animated the whole thing because it would have been so cool to see (laughs) yes yeah super cool that you're it happens i guess yeah Yeah. i'm sure that they make an abundant amount of songs and it's probably such a gruesome decision you know which makes the cut which don't and it's just very admirable that you reach out to these people and are able to kind of let them relive their their excitement and that Disney magic. Yeah, here you should. Uh, once this new album takes takes flight, because we know it will, positive vibes here. Um, you should do a whole album of vaulted songs and songs that were cut, and Ooh. be like the, the I, uncut I, songs. I was thinking of that, but I I really want to do a Disney villains album. So that bad. would be cool too. Because okay. really, nobody also approved. Nobody yeah. really doesn't acknowledge that. And I'm like, because over the years, we really haven't had any true Disney villains, you right. know, over the past couple of movies. It's yeah. more of a, it's more of um a fighting against the, the thought of something negative. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I love me some Disney villains. So yeah. I, I want to <laughs> do an album. I, I cut Abuela cool. from Encanto as a villain. She was rude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> well, that is going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, just going to say exactly the same thing. It's going to probably wrap it up. Um, but please take another quick minute of spotlight or so and plug anything else you want to for uh, your campaign, your future, your podcast, whatever it is. The time is yours while you have some, some great listeners. So sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I again, Indiegogo, uh, if you can please donate to the campaign, you could head to TammyTucky.com, and the link is right on that front page. Please feel free to donate. Um, you can go have, head and subscribe to me at YouTube.com 
youtube.com slash Tammy Tucky. If you'd, you're interested in hearing these interviews, they're now live on Friday nights. I usually do like one once a month and uh, we get to have questions from you, the audience. You can type them and we can show them to the people who are who I'm interviewing. And it's not just Disney. It's it's kind of like around across the border. I just interviewed Tim Conway's daughter, Kelly Conway. She had a book that came out and Tim is known as Barnacle Boy in SpongeBob SquarePants oh or... God. Or uh, Byron Lane, who was Carrie Fisher's personal assistant, and he had a book called A Star is Bored. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going kind of branching outside of Disney, but I, I haven't forgotten my Disney roots. So <laughs> you can join along in the fun with the live shows and everything. And and uh, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate the support. It means a lot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. It's a small world moment, you know, having worked at a mutual company and people connecting us. And we're glad to kind of give you a bit of a platform here to also promote and we're really rooting for you people these are songs that will bring you back to the parks you know things that you, you as she mentioned you may not recognize the song title but you will recognize the song and these will definitely transport you so please give her a listen check out her indiegogo and support because we want to hear the second one and hopefully yes. i'll be at the man center next summer <laughs> yeah, with my album concert <laughs> yes positive cool. vibes again um, if only I could always, hit the jackpot. Yeah, we're going to one day. Uh, but as always, thank you everyone so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on a dose of magic podcast on Instagram, where we'll be posting about this episode as well as also supporting Tammy and all of her creations. Um, and then anything information mods will also be linked in the bio of this podcast. So feel free to click on a link or check out some information that will be linked down below. Other than that, we will catch you next episode. Thanks, everyone.